Hey y'all, I'm Tara Royer-Steele, and welcome to the Jesus Pie and Coffee podcast, the place where we have real conversations over pie and coffee. Hey friends, today I talk with my friend Kim Jones of Salvage Living. Uh, It was an awesome time visiting with her. We talk about um, (laughs) blogging and um, creating with women and encouraging women. And we talked about um, how to generate income. Um, I learned all kinds of things. I I loved every minute of it. I hope that you guys enjoy it too. So grab your cup of coffee, pull up a chair and join us. Hi, Kim. Are we talking about anything in particular? What are we doing? Um, whatever I decide to ask you. I won't make it too scary. I'm sorry. I'm not worried about it. Well, all the answers um, that you had sent before, because we had to reschedule, you know, were about oh, yeah, Thanksgiving think... and Christmas. Oh, God. I don't even remember answering questions. So. Oh, well, you want me to tell you what you said? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said this and this. Um, but nobody's going to see us. They're just going to hear us, right? Just a podcast. <laughs> They're just hearing us. Why you're adorable. Because <laughs> I just, no, I just was. Oh, asking. yeah, don't pick your nose. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Just no one will see if you like, pick your nose. Just in case crazy happens. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay, okay, so we can scroll back to house and all of that. But can you um, just kind of tell us what your day is like? Um, because I've think it would be different and interesting and a little about your family are we starting now yeah oh hi are we recording now yes we're recording <laughs> okay hi okay so a little bit about my day so I first and foremost am wife and mom so of course that entails getting my delightful little children up I have three kids 15 well, she's not 15 yet, 14, 13, and 10. And um, I do not cook. I'm not like you. It is not my gift. I do not love it. But the one thing that I do do is make my kids breakfast. So I cook breakfast for my kids every morning during the week. On the weekends, they're on their own, which seems really backwards. But I that's what I do. And then get them to school. And then I start working on the blog most days. Um, and some days that means I'm decorating something in my house or building something in the backyard or in the garage or I'm painting something um I wish I was really way more organized than I am I feel like I'm like the most unorganized organized person there is I have a random capability to get a lot of stuff done um where it might seem like I'm really organized but I'm not as much as I wish I was so um I just do kind of like fire drills like what what's most pressing on my list of things that I want to do or did you say fire drills? fire drills yeah I just never heard oh yeah yeah so fire drills you know just kind of like whatever's like the hottest thing at the moment that I need to take care of and fire I need to put out or thing I need to get done first so I usually do that and that's just sometimes it's I'm sitting at my computer all day sometimes you know it's writing um a lot of times it's I have like all the big dreams in my head and things that I need to get off of my brain. Um, And sometimes I feel like a lot of that in this last year has been like laying groundwork. That makes sense. But um, kind of getting some things in place from a business standpoint and on a blog that 
I want to have groundwork laid so I can build on them. So that's what a lot of my day has been look like, looking like um, in the past year. Um, and then, you know, it's a short day for a mom when you work yes, at home. Yes. The kids are back home and we start doing all that jazz. So it's pretty typical. I don't know. It's not all exciting. It is exciting. Okay, so... Um, but tell everybody like what, what, so tell us about your blog, Salvaged Living. What, how did that all start? You want me to start like from the beginning, like the beginning, beginning? You so, start wherever God tells you to start. Well, that's how it started. Okay, so, right. <laughs> so it's been five, how many years has it been? Yeah, five years. I started five years ago. Wait, I have to ask about your husband. Like, you have a husband too, you know, right? I do. do. And he's so good. He puts up with me and he puts up with my crazy brain ideas and often gets dragged into, you know, my DIYs and things. And um, it's quite comical. But um, he, he's just, he's amazing. He's so good to me and puts up with me and, like, um, encourages me. And he's just always, you know, a big biggest fan, big supporter. So I'm super lucky and luck's not the right word, but I'm super blessed um, by the way that he loves me and kind of lets me be me. And, um, and he cooks. Praise the Lord. It is awesome. And it wasn't always that way. That kind of came about when our second child was born, but it's just been a really awesome pairing of filling gaps for each other you know like um I did used to like to cook and I'm not bad at it or anything it's just what well honestly I had postpartum depression with my second child pretty bad and uh, my kids are 16 months apart my first two and so I was in this phase where I was like had one on a bottle and I'm shoving food in another one's mouth and it was all at the same time I, I had quit working Um, because we moved to another state when I was at the very end of my pregnancy. And so I thought I was going to be this housewife that my husband was going to walk in the door and my kids were going to be like bright and shiny sparkles and cute. And I was going to have dinner on the table and girl, I crumbled. It was like that whole witching hour where I couldn't, I couldn't even make dinner. I mean, I just, I literally physically couldn't do it. And it was, it, it crushed me and it made me feel like such a failure because I couldn't make dinner. It was, it was horrible. I was like, how did I have a job before and managed to do everything? And now I'm not working and I can't do anything. And, um, he was like, I'll cook. I I can do that. I'll cook. And so it just slowly started from there where he was just picking up where I literally just couldn't. And it just evolved into this thing where he enjoys it and, and, um, thrives. And I look at, like, I can look in a craft closet or a junk store and tell you 50 things to make. But if I look in the pantry, I'm like, we don't have anything. There's nothing. We don't, there's nothing. I don't know what we're going to make. We can't like, it's just truly not my gift. And, um, you know, he always is just good at, just good, good at being our people. And so I'm grateful beyond grateful for that. Um, so anyway, how did you process the postpartum and, and get out of, get over that? Hmm. It was really hard um, because I want it to be Wonder Woman. You know, I want it to be, you know, it's kind of like that. um, 
image you have of the grass is always greener. And so I thought once I wasn't a working mom, I was going to be like this killer mom because I wouldn't have anything to do, but you know, take care of the house and kids. And that's so easy. Right. Right. Yes. And that's such a lie. Um, so for me, honestly, I can just remember, I would literally get in my closet and cry. And, um, I just thought, okay, this is just, you're just, this is just life with two kids and you just, you're just not cut out for it. And I really believed that for a while. And then finally, one of my girlfriends, I mean, it was just truly friends speaking truth. She said, I've known you for a long time and I've never seen you like this. And I think you need to get some help. And so I did. And it ended up, I took some medication for a short period and, um, it was just kind of what I needed. I just couldn't get out of the hole, you know? Um, and so really I just, I remember that phone call cause I think I kind of knew it, but I didn't know it. And just having someone who knew me well and tell me the truth was what really set me on the right side up, I guess, kind of with that. But yeah. Mm, I love it. That I can speak to you now and then that we can receive it. Know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm very blessed to have a, a few of those in my life. So, um, it was good. It was good. But so, so how did you, okay. So back to how did you, God interceded or started the blog salvage living? Yeah. So I just, um, my husband and I owned our own company for years He is a landscape architect by degree and um, we own like a landscape construction company. So I did all the office stuff. I did sales and appointments and accounting and all of that. And we hit this place where we just decided we either needed to grow or we needed to do something different. And it was not, you know, my dream by any stretch, but it was a wonderful company. It was such a blessing for our family, but my husband just really felt like it was time to kind of move. And he, we thought we would do that forever, but it, it just didn't work out that way. He just was like, I don't think I can maintain this. I don't think I can do this. So he started interviewing and ended up getting literally like in six to eight weeks, got a job offer, accepted it. And we sold our company. I mean, it was such, it was one of these beautiful moments that, you know, there was no other explanation, but God rolled it all out. And, um, So that happened literally, we signed the paperwork December 31st to sell our company. And so my husband started his new job in January. Um, I kind of was like busy transitioning the company to this other person. And then summer came and the kids were home and we were just doing stuff. But then when September rolled around, everybody went back to school. My husband was traveling and I kind of like lost it. I just didn't know how much I worked and how much I did until I didn't do it. And so I was just in this place of not really sure what my purpose was or I was lonely and very, and it was really, I had tons of friends where we lived and had things to do, but nothing was really the right thing for me. And so, um, once again, through a friend, um, a friend called me and was like, Hey, I think maybe we're supposed to do something together. I don't know. You've just been on my mind. And so we, we got together a lot and and prayed and kind of talked things out and ideas. And just through this process of prayer, um, God told me I was supposed to start a blog. And I thought that was really comical because, um, I have an engineering degree. Like I'm not, I don't write, I don't write. 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 (laughs) 
Um, I hate writing actually, but, um, and I never read a blog ever. I didn't even know what one was, but I was like, okay, well, this has to be from you. Cause I know this isn't my idea. And, um, so he just pretty clearly laid it out. And that was the beginning. And probably the first few years I was working at it really hard because it was so good for me. It was like an accountability partner of letting my creativity get out of my head and get all the um, projects and ideas out of my head. But also God just gave me just, we were just, it was a really tight, sweet season of um, him giving me encouragement and word and things to share with people. And just, it just was so good for me. And I feel like um, that hasn't changed any, it's just evolved some. And so now it is more of a business and I do it um, to bring more income to our family. And, um, but it's still something that I really enjoy and that really sharpens, I feel like the gifts he gave me that I probably wouldn't be sharpening if I didn't do what I'm doing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just uh, taking the skills that you had and putting a new spin on them. Same, same gifts, just putting a different spin on them in a different area. Yeah. So when did you start doing that? Um, the start, it was five years ago because it was on my 40th birthday. I launched it on my 40th birthday and I just turned 45. Whoop, whoop. Did you think we'd yeah. ever get to 45? Heck to no. I'm like, how are we this old? <laughs> I, I don't said know. I think I need Botox. And I was like, I cannot believe you just said you need Botox hair. Oh, I was like, I'll never do that. But boy, it starts looking more attractive. Then. I know. I was like, ah, I'm not that kind of person. I don't need Botox. I was like, oh, but right here, maybe right here. Just... I literally, I bought my mom face yoga. Have you seen that thing, the face yoga? No. Okay. She's this lady that does face yoga. Cause she's like, you can stretch and tone all the muscles in your body. And so she decided I should try it in my face. And so she did it in her face and it's this face <laughs> yoga. And I bought it for my mom. Cause I secretly like want, I need to do that. I know I haven't tried it yet, but I'm gonna, I mean, like it's a funny. Video yes. Video. She does all this stuff and she's like, you can't see what I'm doing. And I was like, <laughs> I can see what you're doing. Like the she does all see what you're doing, weird, but I can see what you're doing. Like, it's hilarious. You should look it up. Face joke. I'm gonna I can't remember what her name yoga. is. I, I mean, <laughs> I think it'd probably be easy to find. Yeah. Face it yoga. makes sense. You have muscles in your face, so I guess you can exercise them. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> better than Botox. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. I'm not going to do the Botox. But... I'm not either. But... Okay, so um, I love... Can we talk about, like, the... I mean, I love the business side of it. I love people like probably always, oh, is it okay to start? Is blogging still a thing? Is yeah. blogging still a thing? And you're like, uh, yeah, it's still a thing. It's totally a thing. So, yeah, I think most people, you know what? This happened literally at a Christmas party. I had someone say, oh, and I always see you on Facebook with your cute videos. And it was very like, mm-hmm. oh, you're cute. You sit at home and craft and yeah. show people. And I wanted to be like, hmm, going to kind of like probably pay for college that way, you know, for my yeah, kids. Yeah, like exactly. it's way more than that. And I don't mean that ugly. And I don't think the person meant it ugly at all. Um, I think it's very misunderstood. So the way I look at it, and I love to talk about it because I had no idea that it right. was a thing, right. you know, before you don't know till you know. And so um, 
there's so many different ways to bring, to make money um, online. And a blog is, the way I think about it is sort of like, the blog is like your hub to all these different veins that you can have in your business. And um, I didn't start out knowing all that. I didn't start out with that goal in mind. But the more I learned, the more I was like, okay, I can, it's kind of like having your cake and eat it too. I can do all the creative things that I want to do. Um, I can teach other women. I can encourage other women to do it. I can speak the word. I can work for the kingdom. And I can also provide for my family. So it's like this win-win-win situation. So um, I actually wrote a course last year about how to start a blog for your creative business because there are so many people who do creative things that they don't know how to monetize it and um, or where to even start. And my the way I started was I literally have taught myself everything. I mean, I've taken some classes here and there. I've gone to conferences over the years, but um, just very self-taught. And my goal was just to shorten people's learning curve because yeah, so the way I see it is whatever you do, um, there's so many different ways to make money. Okay. So first of all, if you have a blog, um, and you get to certain thresholds of like traffic and views and things like that, you can join advertising networks. So just having eyeballs on your site, people that come to look at your content, you can make money that way. So like, if you go to my blog and you see ads, I know people don't love them, but that's how I'm able to offer so many ideas and tutorials or you maybe recipes or encouragement or whatever it is for free because those ad partners are paying me to have you there. Okay. So that's kind of the main way a lot of bloggers make money is through ad revenue, just by having so you go to advertising networks. It's I was like, so do I just, can I just go ask people? Cause you know, yeah, yeah you can. Some people do that, especially when you're smaller or starting out um, there's lots of people who do little sidebar ads on theirs and they charge so much a month, um, just to have a static, you know, ad on the side of your blog. So you can do that once you get to different thresholds though. And you can also do Google AdSense, which is, um, anybody, any size blog, I say anybody, it depends on the blogging platform you're using, but any size blog can do that. Can do, do Google AdSense. I can't talk. Google AdSense. Um, you don't make a ton of money with Google AdSense, but it's, it's, something, you know, it's, it's better than nothing. It'll help pay your hosting fees and things like that. Once you get up to where you have more like 30,000 page views in a month, where that means, you know, your blog's being viewed at least that many times in a month, there's the ad network I'm with is called Mediavine. You can apply to be with them. Um, so they're the ones who do all of the back end stuff of the ads. Like I don't do anything with that. I collect a check. I have nothing to do with it. I literally get a check dumped into my account every month from them. I like a check dumped into my account every month. It's nice. Um, you, can, you can set, you can change things on it. Like if you don't want certain ad categories to advertise on your um, blog, you can have, if you don't want drugs, you know, medicines or alcohol or gambling or whatever, like you can set all the parameters on there. Um, so that's interesting. But then, so that's one way. Another way, and I'm going in no particular order, I'm just saying what comes to my mind, um, is sponsored posts. Like if you want to work with brands, so, um, and there's networks for that, or you can reach out to brands directly. And um, 
partner with them because you especially have like a niche audience that, you know, you want to pick something that partners well with what you're doing and that's their audience that you're, you know, their direct audience that you're feeding them on a platter. So if you're an artist and you're painting and you want to try to work with a paint company for paint supplies and where, you know, you, they will pay you to use your paint supplies because people who are coming to your site want to know about what paint supplies to use. So um, there's sponsored posts. There are um, a lot of people sell their own products. And so that's a great way to do it, especially if you have things that you can easily duplicate or replicate like you with your printables, like with your, your digital art and things like that. Um, you can sell your own artwork. You can sell anything that has to do with, you know, what you do. There's also affiliate income. So that's a little different than selling. So selling your own product is something that you make and, or you buy and resale directly. Affiliate income is um, me being a, like a advocate. an advocate, but yeah. So say like I'm a fashion blogger and I wear this cute, I'll show you, Hey guys, I got this cute outfit from, um, I don't know, Banana Republic. Yes. You can go and you can um, buy this outfit over there. Well, the link that I use is an affiliate link. And so if you make a purchase, I would get a percent of the sales and it doesn't change the person, the price for the person who's buying it, but you get like a referral fee is essentially what that is. Yeah. But there's tons of networks for that where you can make money from affiliate income. Um, and then it gets just more and more into tutorials. You can have, you can teach tutorials. You could have private groups. You can do online classes. I mean, there's just truly. There's so much it's overwhelming. So then you get stuck. Exactly. Yes. yes I mean, yes. that's what happens to me. I'm like, uh, where do I, yeah. where do I go? You have to pick one. I really think that like the best thing to do is layer your business. And so get your basis going, your, your ground floor really good. And then think, okay. And, and I mean, I think of a lot of it's prayer and just intuition of what's the next step and, um, and thinking, what am I good at? Like, what are people asking for? That's really the kicker is, is cultivating a community around your niche, around what you do. And the questions that people are repeatedly asking you, um, the projects they're asking you about, the products they're asking you about, that's your next step. Like whatever they're, they will tell you what they want and then you deliver that. And that's the best way to, you know, cause you don't really have to do all the things. You really only have to do one or two pretty good. Um, and then the other ones you can kind of layer in once you get one kind of, you know, rolling under your belt. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's amazing. I'd like to like sit one on one and be like, "Okay, Tara, I think you should do this." Yeah, I would too. Because sometimes it's so much easier to see in someone else's business than it is your own. So I do think that having um, relationships that you can have those conversations with definitely is helpful. And I think that's one of the things over the years that's really helped me grow is um, to be in, go to conferences, meet people in your industry, meet people outside of your industry, really, um, that have a business you admire or respect and, and look at what they're doing good in their business model that you can replicate to fit your business, you know, and it's not a copying so much as a sure. just 
I mean, there's only so many things in business, so it's just reinventing the wheel to um, fit your needs. But I definitely think being among other creative business owners is one of the best things that I've done for my business. In the last couple of years, I've really done a better job of being um, surrounding myself with people that have businesses I admire. So, so you do, um, I mean, like, so what are you working on now, right now? Like if someone was like, well, where would I find you? What are you doing right now? Me, um, I'm always in the blog. So salvage living. I always have new content coming out on the blog every week. Um, sometimes do you plan it out? Are you good? Like you have a calendar and you plan out a whole month. Are you that organized? Oh, sorry. That was my dog. Um, I do have a calendar. Um, it shifts, but I have it. I have, I have a calendar that's in pencil. That's the truth. Like it's, it's in pencil because sometimes, you know, one thing has to shift with another. This project doesn't work because this one does. Sometimes I just wake up and I need to do something different. Like it's just on my heart. So I shift, but for me, it stresses me out to not know a little bit of the path I'm going down. So yeah, I, I do have like project lists and things like that. And always a log of ideas. Um, people say, aren't you going to run out of ideas? And I'm like, no, I just run out of time. That's all I run out of. Um, and so I'm always on the blog. I'm always trying to get new content out. I have more in my head than I can get on paper. Mm-hmm. Just don't have the time to get it all out. Um, and I'm really working on growing my Facebook community right yeah. now. Yeah, really like yeah, I really love Facebook. I know some people hate it. Some people say Facebook's dead for business. Um, and I just, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. That's my dog. It's okay. She, <laughs> she thinks I'm sitting on her. I'm not sitting on her. She's a limp. Anyway, um, I really don't love Instagram. That's what I don't love. But um, some people rock it. I know, I know. I still, I'm still there. I still play over there, but I just, it's not my Well, I think for your business, it works what you're doing. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like sometimes you try to do all the things and you try to go do this because somebody says that's what you should do. And if it doesn't work for you, like you need to let that ship sail. Um. So I keep my toe in the water over there, but I don't waste my time there because it's just not my deal. But I Facebook, I am working pretty on my Facebook and just because I love my Facebook page. Like they're so fun. They're good. They share what they're doing. They inspire me. Um, just the more open you are with your community and your people, the more open and they are with you, and it, it's just it's just fun. It makes it feel what you're doing good and worthwhile. And um, like just this week, I did something God put on my heart, and I just got on Facebook and just did it. And I did it on purpose, really quickly before I could talk myself out of it. Was that when you were doing? Um, probably, yeah. I don't do that a lot. Well, but. I well, you did a live. Mm-hmm. And yep. I mean, I know your things are live yep. and I popped on when you were there and I was like, she's either sobbing or just ran five miles. And well, I just worked out. Oh, okay. I just worked out and I was crying. It was a hot, hot mess. It was super, <laughs> super like, I don't do that. That was just literally like God's prompting. And I was like, I need to go shower and get dressed and then I'll do this. And I, and I just felt like, no, I'm supposed to do that. I need to do this now because it was very fresh and like, kind of raw and I just so I just did it 
but you know, the really awesome thing about that was so encouraging is, um, I cannot even tell you how many people have messaged me or emailed me and just told me their story. And I just, we are so broken. Like this, just, we're so broken. Like everyone hurts, everyone hurts, everyone is broken. Everyone has a hurt in there. It's just, it's just that thing that connects us. And I hate that the brokenness is what connects us, but it really does. And so I don't feel like you can get that kind of interaction in community on Instagram. And I could be totally wrong, but um, you can on Facebook and I like it. I think you should just stick with that and keep going because it's working. Yeah. So that's my goal. That's my plan. I, 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 I think that's, you know, I know that that's what you're, if I, if I asked you, if you're like, what's that one thing that connects you and keeps you connected to everyone, you know, I say mine is pie and you would probably say yours is crafts. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that was the, um, that was the kind of the, the thing that God told me from the very beginning. That's the one thing that hasn't changed. I can remember um, the best way I can explain it is I was, I was writing for our local newspaper when we lived back in Bryan, Bryan College Station. Um, I did a little article and my daughter, or no, it was my husband. We were at the dinner table and my husband said, well, why aren't you in the faith section? Like, why aren't you asking to be, because they had, you know, like a once a week faith mm-hmm. section or something, I think. And I wasn't, I was in the craft corner or something. I don't even remember what it's called, but, um, and I said, wow, you know, it honestly never even occurred to me to be in the faith section because I feel like God told me to do the crafts to To reach more people, to reach more people. And when they come in, yeah. close that's when you share the gospel and so I never want to be totally seen as this faith-based website because I that will turn people away before they even get started mm-hmm. and those are the people that need to come and so that was a really clear vision for me from the very very beginning and so it's always been this really sometimes tricky way to maneuver and balance that, you know, decor and home and faith. And some people get mad, you know, I mean, some people get mad, but they don't cut. I didn't come here for that. There was this one lady who shared something of mine on her Facebook page. And I was over answering some answers that people were asking about the questions. And this one guy commented and said, I went over to her site and it's nothing but a bunch of Bible verses and crap. And something about it just got me. This was a long time ago. And I thought, what is so wrong with him? I'm going to look him up. And I never, I never do this. But when I looked him up, he was very clearly all on his Facebook page, an atheist. And declared it like loud and clear, an atheist. And I thought, well, you know what? I literally just got to share the gospel with an atheist today. And, And so that is like the beauty of the internet in this world is that that is not every day that you get to do that. And it was just, that was one of those things that encouraged me to keep doing your gift in the world because it's, it'll, it'll speak, you know, it'll speak. I love it. That's how I feel about the pie. You know, just get them in the door and then you can just get closer with them. 
Yeah. And Kathy, and you're too. so good at that. You're just, yeah, you're so good at that. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you are. It's a uh, gift. Thanks. A gift. For sure. Um, okay. So what is, um, cause I am fascinated with the business side. I mean, I know I'm like, everyone thinks I'm just, we're doing Dave Ramsey and one's a nerd in Dave Ramsey and one's a free spirit. And Rick just knew I was the free spirit. And I was like, and he's the nerd and we did it. And I was like, a long time ago, I might've been a free spirit and be like, eh, taxes, schmaxes, whatever. Now I'm like, uh, we're both nerds. So I still love the whole entrepreneurial business side of things. Cause like, it just fascinates me because I want to know more about all that, but we can, you know, just have coffee on our own or something, or maybe we could just do something else together. Yes. Because uh, I, mean, I, I think there's so many people that want to, they want to tap into that stuff, but they have no idea where to start. Like I had never heard of media vine until I went to the thing that you invited me to. And I'm sitting there in round top, Texas, not having a clue who any of these women were. And I'm like, how is it that I'm sitting in another restaurant in Round Top, Texas? I don't know any of these women. I don't know anything that they're talking about. But I'm like fascinated about everything they're talking about. And I was like, oh, I just want to know more. Yeah. And so it was uh, just eye-opening. I'm like, oh, that's how you do that. And you have no idea unless you, like you said, surround yourself with those people that have tried it, experienced it. Um. And actually going into areas that, you know, are not normal and not feel comfortable. Cause yeah, I mean, it's not that I wasn't comfortable there, but I was like, can I just sit next to Kim? And I didn't even get to sit next to you. And I was like, <laughs> I'll sit next to her. Cause I know her. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is funny. I know it is. I feel like there's just so much stepping out of your comfort zone and in business. And I mean, for women, men, for everybody, like that's just, that's, it's part of the growth. I mean, you weren't born knowing how to run a business. Uh, no, so you gotta, nobody was, you know? Um, so I still don't know. I still have tons of questions. I wish somebody yes. would sit down and tell me what to do for sure. Um, and I do think it is hard to start. I think what I would tell myself if I was starting again, like one of the things that I would really emphasize, and I don't, sometimes you can't know it off the bat. Um, but I think that especially creatives, we want to do like big, all the things. And you really need to focus in on one thing, like figure out what is that one thing that I do and do well, and don't try to be everything to everybody, but, um, you know, just, do the one thing. And I think it's hard. Like you watch people like say Joanna Gaines. Okay. So obviously she decorates and now she's got a coffee shop and she's got a clothing line and she's got rugs and paint. And you're thinking, I want to do all those things. Well, the deal is, is she was super laser focused on just decorating those houses for so many years. And everybody discounts that and just looks at all the things she has now. And so we want all those things now. And so I think that you get to this place in business where you have a community and you have people who buy into what you're doing and want more. And that's where you stack on your other interests and layers and those other things. And that's where you throw in your rug line and, oh, I'm going to 
have a restaurant and, oh, I'm going to decorate, you know, I'm going to have some kids clothes and a coffee shop. Like you cannot come out of the box swinging with all that stuff because you just, you can't. And so it's the same thing with your creative process. If you are really all about decorating, then all you need to do is decorate and tell people how to decorate everything you can think about decorating. Like you need to just laser focus in on decorating. And eventually that little coffee shop you want to own or, you know, the antique store that you hope to own someday, those come to fruition. But like, I think you, it's like, you, you got to start in the little leagues, you know, and you don't go to the majors out the box. Like you got to remember baseball, like nobody hits a home run all the time. Nobody starts off in the major leagues. They work their way up from the minors and the little league and the T-ball and, you know, it goes way back down the train. So um, I think I wish I would have been more patient with myself and I think I would have been a little more focused on this is what I really, this is my goal. I want to, I want to be, use my creativity to do DIY home decor on a budget that inspires women to love the home they live in and see and talk and be with Christ through it. That is like my ultimate mission in a nutshell. And I kind of started it off that way, but I feel like I zigzagged a, a little and I feel a little more back on track now. So Oh, I think you totally do. Thank you. Thank okay, you. so um, I since you don't like to cook, what is your so you do cook breakfast though for your kids? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying breakfast? I'm like that for but um, I sometimes make them French toast or breakfast tacos. Um, so much nicer than what I do for my children. There's cereal. There's milk. There's yogurt. <laughs> yeah, I try to do like a hot breakfast. That's awesome. But, I mean, some days it's, you know, Eggo waffles because they're hot. <laughs> it just depends. All right. But I mean, and I have three very different kids for eating. I'm sure lots of people do. But like, literally, I have one that likes a peanut butter sandwich, one that eats a jelly sandwich, and one that eats a peanut butter and jelly. That's the oh, story yeah. of my life. <laughs> so somebody's always not happy in the morning. But Okay, so if a bunch of people are coming over for dinner, what are you going to and you have to cook us something. What are you going to cook? What's your favorite thing? Am I putting you two on the spot? Um, well, okay. So I should back up. I love to, cook. to entertain. Yes. To entertain. I love to host. I love to have people over. Um, and if somebody makes a menu for me, I have no problem like executing it. If that makes sense. Like I just hate to think about what to make and especially on a daily basis it drains the life out of me literally my husband knows I look at him he's like well, what do you want for dinner I'm like I hate food I don't care just I don't know I mean I really love to eat but I don't like to think about it um I probably honestly my favorite go-tos are stuff I'm like a one dish kind of person like I love soups I like soups and salads if I knew how to make good pizza I would I could eat pizza for every meal but I really could with pizza. I'm fasting from pizza right now, so it's really hard. I love pizza. I um, I really actually like to bake. I love to bake. So what do you like to bake? But like pies or cakes or any of it? Probably cakes the most, like cakes, cookies, brownies. I, I mean, there's really nothing sweet that I don't like. Pies, whatever. I know. I just don't do it that much because I, if I'm the one who'll eat yeah, it, I eat it all. Why, yeah, that's the problem. Have it in the house. That's a problem. Yeah. So, um, and then my daughter started. 
she likes to bake. And so she's kind of taken over the reins there and I just let her, I don't know. So I just don't, I did it more before I had kids and had time. It's like that peaceful thing you could do by yourself in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And now it's not peaceful. <laughs> it's not as fun to me. And see, I love being in the kitchen. I just, I think it's great how we all, I love being in the kitchen and you like to be in doing your DIYs and we're all just have our different things. I know. So we should do a class together. I'll do the baking part, and you can do the DIY part. Let's do it. That would be so fun. Why is it taking us so long to come up with this? Because I don't know. That's a good idea. Until now. And you have the space. I do have this cool space. We should totally do that. That would be really fun. Yes, let's do it. Because I don't want to do the cooking part. Oh, I'm all over it. It's fine. Yeah. It'd be really fun if we could get the guys to come and we could do like a couples thing. Ooh, that would be fun. Because Rick likes to cook. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not really, but I'll make him. It'll be fine. He can <laughs> cook. He just doesn't, you know, get in the yeah. kitchen to do uh, it. Todd's good. And you know what? He used to be a horrible cook, and now he's like a great well, cook. Well, he had to because he needed to eat. He's like, like I want to learn first, how to cook. When we first dated, it was bad. <laughs> He'll tell you that, too. It was bad. It was bad. It was rough. But it's really good now. So it comes around. That's awesome. Just stick with him. It all works out. <laughs> okay, so um, if you, people wanted to go find all the things about you, where would they go find you besides Instagram? Not on Instagram. <laughs> no, no, do go to Instagram. Actually, I've been working hard about when I do share on Instagram, I try to share stuff over there that I don't share anywhere else. Yes. So that it's just different and a little more different. Um, my the same everything. So, so Instagram, Facebook, and then salvageliving.com, the blog, which is, you know, the main, it's the hub. And that's kind of what I was saying about that is the reason I think people should have a blog is it's the middle of your wheel where all the spokes come out. So Facebook drives people back to your blog. Instagram drives people back to your blog. Pinterest drives people back to your blog. You write a book, you drive them back to your blog. If you want to teach tutorials, they're, you know, on your blog. Like it's just... It's this one place that you own that um, nobody has control over the algorithms or the yeah. traffic yeah. or the blah, blah, blah. It's all yours. And so it's just the perfect home base. And that's why. I, I totally agree with you on that because, you know, we're just renting space from Facebook and all that. So, yeah, I mean, they can decide to shut you down, yep. shut themselves down, and then you are in trouble. Yes. Um, Anyway, and then I do have a course. I have a course on if somebody a creative, it, it's geared towards a creative that wants to start What's a the business. Name of it? It's called Blogging for Your Creative Business. And there's a link on my blog. I'm, I might have to go check it out. Somewhere on the top of the blog, there's a link for it. Um, but it's very in depth. It is, I forget how many hours is it? Of, um, Don't tell less me because then I won't go check it out. Well, but they're all into bite-sized pieces. It's all broken down. And then there's, you know, there, I talk about Pinterest. I talk about Facebook. I talk about Instagram and like all the parts and pieces that feed a blog. It's, you know, how to get a creative business. Jenin, pretty much. That's awesome. I learned something. Yeah. Okay, friend. Well, um, it's been fun talking to you. I yeah. hope everyone loves it. Um, and we should, let's plan something quickly. I would love that. That would be awesome. We need to do that for sure. Okay. On that deal. Ooh, wouldn't it be kind of fun? Maybe you could do something during antique week, like 
I'm going to stop now because you could come to the Haven and, you know, you could just do, because there's tons of people there under the big oak trees and do a little make and take. Oh, that would be fun. I love that. Let's talk. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.